What's up, Cold Weather Bats people? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about our newest sponsor, Bomb Banana. Uh, Bomb Banana is a banana-based hot sauce, and it's got the most fun name to ever say over and over again. Bomb Banana, Bomb Banana, Bomb Banana, just like that. It was founded by four University of Michigan graduates during the pandemic, and it is produced locally in Michigan with restaurant-quality flavor. Uh, it comes in two flavors, original and moi moi, and essentially moi moi is the spicier version. Uh, and that is my preferred one. And how do I know that? Well, Bomb Banana cares so much about the integrity of their product and those who are uh, being sponsored by it that they sent us two free bottles before just to taste test and be sure that we enjoy the product before discussing it. Uh, and I can sure vouch for this product. And that's coming from someone who traditionally does not enjoy bananas. Uh, you can elevate any ballpark dish with bomb banana sandwiches, nachos, or any dip. You want to get crazy, put it on a hot dog. I guarantee it'll still taste good. Seek is their website. Use the discount code CWB for 10% off. Again, that is bomb banana hot sauce. Seek Use the code CWB for 10% off of the hot sauce that everybody is talking about. Episode 21 of Cold Weather Bats. Fun fact, that is my favorite number. This is Brandon Justice coming to you this week alongside Brian Sikowski. As always, another uh, another week of craziness in Michigan baseball. Uh, Super 25 is moving around. Uh, and let's do some housekeeping before we dive into it. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Cross-platform, same name, at Cold Weather Bats. Uh, make sure that you... Pay attention and stay tuned to both of those feeds because soon there will be some hat opportunity as we continue to uh, tease that. So if you're looking still to get a cold weather bats hat, stay tuned uh, to that. And apart from that, I'm not sure I'm missing anything. So Brian, how are you doing? I'm good, man. Um, I don't I don't know exactly when this episode will come out. Either it'll either be before uh, David Lally and Brock Porter. Or after David Lally and Brock Porter, uh, but either way, Grand Blank St. Mary's Tuesday afternoon. Those two guys on the mound going to be a very very fun one. Yeah, that's uh, that's about as heavyweight as it gets. So uh, those two guys, both as we know, uh, Brock's probably more so the upper nineties, whereas Lally in the mids. But both guys, D one guys, Porter to Clemson, Lally to Notre Dame. Two guys who have pitched their butts off all season and consistently at that rate, too. Uh, so that's got to be, I mean, Chapaniak and Ottenbright, mm-hmm. great one. But Porter and Lally, right there, if not better than that. But it's just, I mean, again, that's the epitome of why we started this show. Two, mitch- two pitching matchups like that, that most people, I don't think, would have paid as much attention to. Um in past years, right? Just because usually, at least in my experience, you just you pretty much just know about the pitching matchups in your league or teams you know that are playing. Um, but to have a pitching matchup like that in Downriver and then to have that the uh, same magnitude of a matchup between Grand Blank and, and Orchard Lake, it just it shows to show like what the state is doing, and it's just awesome to see. And then I'm sure there's going to be some great West Side matchups as well. So, uh, with all that being said, we do have a 
pretty quick episode for you guys today, quicker than usual. Uh, just been a hectic week for, for Brian and I in the baseball world. Uh, so we're going to hop right into the Super 25 and get you guys out of here uh, in about 25 to 30 minutes here. So let's dive right into it. Brian, take us through this week's Also Considered. Yes, sir. Uh, this week's also considered a couple holdovers from last week. Uh, New Lothrop stays in the also considered. They had a two and a week. They're twelve and two now. St. Clair uh, stays in the also considered. The I know it. It looks to the uh, to the naked eye like well, like they're not really moving. They're not really, you know, but it is. There's internal like between Brandon and I, kind of an internal lineup of the also considereds and like blah 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 blah. Trust us, as you keep winning, even if you stay in AC, you're also moving up in terms of our eyes. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, uh, St. Clair, another holdover from last week. They had a 3-0 week. They're 11-3. And as a reminder, these records are through Sunday the 9th. Uh, we've been a little inconsistent with that, uh, depending on recording times. But yes, these rankings, these these records are all through uh, Sunday, which was Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, moms, uh, belatedly. Um, anyways, then we have three newcomers to the also considered category. Dexter, uh, who swept, who did they sweep? Chelsea? Yeah, they swept Chelsea this week. Uh, welcome to the also considered section, Dexter. They started out kind of tough, uh, but they are like 9-0-1 in their last 10, so trending upwards for them. Um, Detroit Western. Welcome to the also considered section. They are 15 and four, uh, having a really good season per usual there. And then shouts out D4, Beale City. Uh, welcome to the also considered. I believe Beale City is 18 and one as of the time of this recording, uh, kind of setting the tone in D4 there along with Cardinal Mooney, uh, along with some others. But uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's our five. Dexter, New Lothrop, St. Clair, Detroit Western, and Beale City. Yeah, and uh, I think Detroit Western's a team that we've been talking about the past few weeks here. Like, all right, they're starting to they're starting to make it pretty undeniable to find a way to put them in here. And uh, luckily, they made it this week, and that's a team to continue to watch on. Uh, you know, Detroit Western's perennial program in Detroit. Um, you know, this year we've got two really good ones in Western and also in Edison, who we'll get to later. Uh, so it's good to see for the city there. Uh, but Western, as we know, always a team that that is. Uh, competing at a really high level against most schools uh, in the Southeast area. Uh, and then outside of that, man, New Lothrop or however you say it, continuing to roll with that power stake, Brady Birchmeyer. Uh, and then, you know, Beale City, uh, a perennial D4 program who I think mm-hmm. it was 2019 or 18 when they won it in D4. Um, so good to see them back. So with all that being said, we will hop in. And if you've been here before, you know exactly how this goes. I'll name off 25 to 21. Brian will take 20 to 16 and so on and so forth until we hit that top 10 and we break it down team by team. So from 25 to 21, uh, we've got Livonia Stevenson. Livonia Stevenson was an also considered team last week, but they are 20 and five and four and one and had a monstrous win over number two Detroit Edison uh, at the corner ballpark and great game there. It was a pitching duel under the lights. Uh, and at 24, we've got Howell dropping one spot after a two and one week. They're 18 and three overall. 23, we've got Buchanan. They had an undefeated 2-0 week. They move up two spots, and they are at 15-2. and two. At 22, we have Traverse City Central, who had a 1-1 week and now fall to 16-2. and two. They split with their rivals over in Traverse City West. A little bit of a callback if anyone's listened to the show through <laughs> its entirety. Uh, you know the uh, reference there between Traverse City Central and Traverse City West. 
it's funny as long as you're not me. And then <laughs> at 21, we've got Utica Ford. Utica Ford is at a four and one in overall skid in the week, and they are 19 and three. And I think it's safe to say Utica Ford is one of very few teams this year that have put a lot of people on notice and shocked some people. So um, that is 25 to 21. Stevenson, Hobble, Buchanan, Traverse City Central, and Utica Ford. I'm actually trying to look up the Traverse City Central, Traverse City West games. I need to see, like, did Danilowitz and Klug throw against each other? And if so, who won? Um, okay, so Danilowitz threw for West in the game that they beat Central. They won 4-1 to one in their first game. Danilowitz started seven innings, no hits, one earned run, or one unearned run, four walks, and 18 strikeouts. That's pretty good. Um, now going to the second matchup, this is the game that Central won. Um, Klug came in and closed, uh, two inning close, got the, got the save as it were five strikeouts in two innings. So those two guys in Traverse city, both committed to Louisville best friends, as we found out, um, did not actually get to pitch against each other, which would have been really cool. But either way. I don't know if they they, uh, they probably are in the same district, you'd hope. So maybe we'll see something yeah. there. That would be cool. That would be really cool. Uh, moving on to 20 to 16. At number 20, we have DeWitt. They are up two spots this week from number 22. They had a 2-0 week. Uh, they beat Holt twice. At number 19, Gross Point North. Um, Brandon, you want to take this one? Anyways, they... <laughs> <laughs> Um, they beat South twice, um, once in a not-so-close game, once in a relatively close game, at least as far as I remember it. And But they had a pretty tough loss, too, last week um, to an unranked opponent. So that L is what's dropping them. And then the two wins over also unranked opponents. That's not exactly like, you know, a, a big weighted win total. But either way, uh, Gross Point North at number 19. Number 18, Bay City John Glenn who went 2-2. Two and two. They're down from number 14. They lost their first two games of the season to Freeland uh, and then bounced back and ended up winning the Bay City Invitational. There was some tournament up there. Anyways, Bay City Jungling at number 18. Uh, number 17 is Celine. They are down a couple spots. Uh, they had a 3-2 and two week. They split with Grand Ledge in what was a great series, um, but then lost one of the three to Ann Arbor Skyline. Um, down a couple spots there. It's just like, it's a good week. You split with a really good team. You win a conference series, but you still lost twice. So there's still that that element of it. Um, and at number 16, Macomb, Dakota, uh, down five spots from number 11. Um, they had a one and two week. And I wonder if we're going to hear about that on social media. Yeah, I mean, that's a, uh, that's a pretty good group there uh, from... <clears throat> 22 16 and Celine's a team that I think we got to keep an eye on come playoff time uh, just because of that pitching staff uh, a company with a few guys who can hit too like Scoop Harden and August Hutchinson and uh, a couple other guys there that, that might make some noise come playoff time uh, and then of course North uh, gave it to us on Saturday rightfully so and uh, you know Nick Good pitched a, a pretty incredible game in game one mm -hmm. So looking forward to seeing him again in the playoffs. I'm sure if it matches up that way. And other than that, man, I mean, that's, that's a pretty straightforward group there. Uh, Dakota, we see them next week in league play. They've been playing really well, still have the first place hold on uh, the Mac red with only one league loss. So let's move into 15 to 11 at 15. We've got Bedford. 
the mules. They just keep rising. They go from 19 to 15. Uh, they are 13 and one, a little bit of less games because they had a little bit of a pause. If you catch my drift at 14, we've got Rockford moving up six spots. They had a three, no week sweeping grand Haven. They're 17 and three overall at 13. We've got a newcomer, one of the biggest risers of the year. And, and one, and one uh, week from to the next, and that is Hudsonville. Uh, Hudsonville, coach, help me out with that record. Twenty and two for the Big H. Yeah, that's that's a lot of wins and not a lot of losses. So Hudsonville, again, a perennial program, a team that's always been good. Uh, you used to always look out for Hudsonville on the West Side. Uh, so at number thirteen, at twenty and two, rightfully so. And then at number twelve, we've got Brother Rice, who's taken a dip. Uh, Rice was six last week. They had a three and two week. Beat U of D twice, but lost Orchard Lake St. Mary's twice and uh, inevitably handed over the Catholic League uh, championship, regular season championship, if I'm not mistaken, to Orchard Lake in the process. Uh, Rice is 19 and six overall. And I think what, four of those losses are, are to Mary's? Five. Five. Five of those losses yep. are to St. Mary's. So um, again, I'm still earning on the side of seeing that team do some things when it comes to playoff time. Uh, and then at 11, We've got Grand Blank. Uh, Grand Blank went two and one last week, losing one to Heartland, and they are fifteen and four overall. But David Lally goes in on Tuesday afternoon to possibly give Grand Blank one of the biggest wins in uh, program history if they can kind of overcome this uh, St. Mary's team. So that'll take us into the top ten, where we have a new member. Definitely, the top ten reshuffled. We have a lot of reshuffling this week. It was a weird like ranking list because it was like. The top, there was only a little bit, and the bottom, there was only a little bit. But in the middle, like everybody who was ranked in the middle last week lost multiple games. So we were moving stuff around. And um, But anyways, yeah, number 10, Heartland, um, had to put them ahead of Grand Blank because they beat Grand Blank. Um, Heartland is 16-1-1. and They lost their first game of the season to Rochester Adams, uh, but... Uh, a win over Grand Blank, that's 16-1-1 and mark overall. We have them up to number 10 overall. And then at number 9, we've got Blissfield. Blissfield continues to rise. They're 18-2. and two. Uh, They went 3-1 in the week. They lost to an out-of-state team from Ohio. Uh, not sure on the prestige of that team, but all the same in-state 3-0 on the week. They are 18-2 and two overall, 18-1 and one in the state. Blissfield continues to prove that they are a, uh, they're going to be a team to watch out for. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure, um, yeah, okay, so Coach Tuttle, Larry Tuttle at Blissfield, who we've talked about, who's been there forever, legendary coach, he has tied the uh, 1,315th, do you say that right? Did I say that right? 1315, four digits. That's how many wins Coach Tuttle has, and he has tied the MHSAA record. He did that the other day, and I believe, unless I'm looking at their Twitter account wrong, um, the next time Blissfield wins, he will set the record. I think that's where we're at with it. Uh, But either way, um, preemptive congrats to Coach Tuttle, who I've talked about on the show before as being the man who ended my high school career. Uh, But anyways... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so hats um, off to Coach Tuttle. Uh, Coach Greasebaum has talked about him before. Um, so two, two big guys right there. So we'll move on to number eight is Richmond. They went 2-0 and on the week, and they are 17-1, and and they just continue to roll. So, uh, And I'm pretty sure at time of recording, they're 18-1 now. So again, we'll consider that next week, but all the same, they just continue to roll. Uh, Hudson Davenport put a ball out, finally. I was giving him some... I was giving him some angst about that, as we did on the show. Um, but he did uh, he did get the monkey off his back and uh, put a ball over the left field fence. So at eight, we've got Richmond. Uh, and that's a team who 
should they win out, could sneak their way into the top five. Yeah, for sure. Um, and now Davenport, I'm only bringing this up because we talked about it. He only has a couple more now to catch McKay for home runs. And I think they both need about four more to catch up with Hill. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> um, man, what a what a genetic code there, <laughs> the Hill brothers, right? Uh, anyways, number seven, as they continue to rise, Lakeland. Uh, they had a 4-0 week. They did not beat a ranked team, but still 4-0 week, took care of business. They're 17-1 overall. We have them up at number seven as we have, um, you know, I don't know what the right word is. As we have uh, adopted the the name, the Fighting Farquhars for Lakeland. I, I just, I happen to like that name so much, mostly because I coined it. Um, but anyways, yeah, Lakeland at, <laughs> Lakeland at number seven, up a number three, up another three spots. Um, and they just keep closing in on that top five, don't they? Yeah, I mean, unranked preseason uh, by the, the Coaches Association. I couldn't understand it at the time. I don't understand it now. But, but anyway, Lakeland, number seven. Continue to show who they are. Uh, I mean, they have been... 17 and 1, 4 0 in the week. I mean, that team's just rolling uh, as expected, I think, from, from our perspective. Uh, and then we move into number six, nearing that top five. And we've got Woodhaven, 4 and 1 on the week, lost a league game to Allen Park, but beat Dakota, a team that we had highly ranked. So I think those two kind of cancel each other out. Uh, and they go up one spot to number six with Brother Rice falling on their week. Woodhaven is 17 and 4 overall. Uh, again, they continue to, you have to continue to buy into Woodhaven because they have arguably the best performing pitcher so far this year in Ryan Chapaniak. No doubt. And it's a good club overall. You know, it's, it's like, it's, there's a lot of teams that, um, you know, you, you kind of give them a nod based on the strength of that one arm. Like, okay, well, they can win any one game, blah, 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 blah. But this is not the case with Woodhaven. That's a really good team overall. They're well-coached, as we know. Um, and, and having Chapaniak on the mound, it, it's that's in and of itself, like like we talked about, having the ace, that's super important. But the, the reason they're not down in the 20s because they have that one guy, the reason they're at number six is because the team is really good overall. Um, number five. Yeah, 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 that's right. It's a top five. Um, Grand Ledge is down one spot from number four last week. Or no. Yeah, yeah, pardon me. They were number four last week. They had a three and one week. They're 18 and two as of the time of this recording. Um, I think they won Monday or something. I, I don't know. 18 and two for the purposes of this week. They split with Celine, which is why the one spot drop, um, which is why we ended up putting the team you'll we'll talk about next ahead of them, uh, but either way, it's split with a good with a good team. That's a really good matchup. They were two and zero outside of that. They keep winning. That's I, I don't think we're insulting them by just dropping them the one spot and keeping them in the top five. Really good club. Uh, and number four, we've got a team that I am starting to fully buy into as a potential. Um, <clears throat> state finalists, and that is Portage Central. I liked them from the jump this year, but now they've really come into their own after like a me start. Now they're really rolling, rolling, rolling. They went 2 0 on the week, 16 and 2 overall, swept a really good Lakeshore team who has been ranked before. Um, the middle of their lineup is just so dangerous with McDonald and, and Lido, and they've got guys all over the lineup that are contributing. So uh, Portage Central is there at number four, uh, and we will take you to number three where we had uh, everyone is now human. As our last unbeaten team fell, we move on to number three. 
Uh, yeah, and for the first time in a while, uh, Detroit Edison is not at number two. Detroit Edison is at number three this week. Um, as of the to- as of this list, they're fourteen and one. I believe they beat De La Salle last night. Uh, to make them 15 and one, but we're not counting that yet. Either way, uh, lost to Livonia Stevenson. That was their first L on the year, but won four other games. We're just still extremely bullish on the upside of that offense and what they can do to people. And their pitchers are, they throw strikes, you know, like that's kind of all you're looking for. Throw strikes, uh, don't give away free passes, and let our offense score a ton of runs. That seems to be the approach. And next week, uh, it was supposed to be this week, but with the scheduling, with some stuff going on, we just couldn't get to it. Next week, we are going to have uh, Edison's Caleb Sanders on the show, and we're hoping to have Edison coach Mark Brown on the show as well. Well, uh, so look to next week as being a Super 25 episode, of course, but the overall theme being Detroit Edison. We definitely are looking forward to that episode. Definitely a school we want to put a spotlight on, doing a terrific job. We've been talking about it all year. So let's move on to number two, uh, and it's back to University Liggett. And this is where it's we started with the first Super 25 was Liggett at two, and they, they take over that spot again. Uh, and back at it for the first time since the first rankings. They went 3-0 on the week. I think they've won, I want to say, 20 games in a row, 19 games in a row. Uh, maybe not. No, no, they're only 19-2. I miscalculated that bad. So 18. It must be 18, 17 or 18. They've won a lot of games in a row. That's all I can tell you guys. Uh, they, you they, they're yeah. rolling. The league is obviously, as we know, like their league isn't the most uh, prestigious in the world, um, but they're running over everyone. And with, yeah, with authority, uh, they had a demand, a commanding series again this week. So three, no 19 and two overall, uh, the bar brothers coming into their own on the mound. They've got a couple other guys who can throw, but the lineup is really what's, um, uh, what's scary come playoff time. And we said from the jump that that, that schedule was really, really, really difficult to start. And they kind of threw all that. They have a super young roster. They threw them, they kind of threw them all in with the sharks and uh, wanted to see who'd come out alive. But obviously it, uh, it worked out for them long-term. So it was a great idea there, I think by coach Samini and it's paying off for them now. And I think it'll pay off for them come playoff time too. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's, and we can talk about the league that they're in. And I mean, shit, that's the league I played in back in the day. It was, it looked a little different uh, all those years ago. But um, either way, it's, you don't really get to choose your league, right? So whatever they put you in, you have to just, just go dominate. And that's what they've done. So I, hard to fault them for that. Um, obviously, like for the sake of, determining like really like how good do we think they are like if they were 19 and 2 in the in the higher division or whatever like that would be different but either way we believe in them as a really good team they have proven to be a really good team regardless of who they play um they still i i'd need to check this but i'm pretty sure they've still they've scored the most runs against St. Mary's than anybody has um and yeah, you know, I don't know, man, really good team. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> um, and number one, uh, as you, Ta-da! as you may, as you may have guessed, uh, is the fighting eaglets of Orchard Lake St. Mary. Um, I've actually been told that Orchard Lake St. Mary's is incorrect. It is Orchard Lake St. Mary. Um, even though in terms of stylization, it's, it's always apostrophed, apostrophized. Uh, you know what I mean. Anyways, St. Mary's, 
uh, had a, had a 4-0 week, uh, swept Rice, swept De La Salle, finished the CHSL regular season 20-0, which I believe has happened before, although I don't believe it's happened a lot. Uh, Matt said something about two or three other times in the history, blah, 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 blah. Uh, got locked up the CHSL regular season championship. Uh, a really cool week coming up. Uh, we have Grand Blank at home, uh, obviously, as we've already talked about, which is Lally versus Porter. And then we play a Dexter at Legacy on Wednesday night, which is cool. Uh, an under the lights game on Wednesday night. Um, and obviously Dexter, a team that we just put in the also considered who just, you know, I swept, um, who did we just talk about? They swept Chelsea. So yes, uh, this is, knows. yeah, this is a, it's going to be a good week for the Eaglets. Um, we will gear up because Monday morning we play at Comerica Park in the CHSL semifinals, which are weird this year. Usually, obviously, it's the finals at Comerica this year because of the Tigers schedule, because of everything, blah, 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 blah. They're doing the semis at Comerica, and then the finals, I believe, are at Jimmy John's the next week. or may- I, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know the schedule. I just Matt tells me <laughs> where to go when I show up. Um but anyways, yeah, so we'll play Monday at Comerica against either Catholic Central or De La Salle. They have to play today to determine who gets that four seed. Um, the two versus three is locked up. That's Brother Rice versus U of D. Um, so uh, it's well within reason uh, if things go our way and if things go Rice's way that we'll see Brother Rice for a sixth time um, in, this, in the Catholic League Championship game, which as far as I'm aware is kind of uh, – I mean, that'll be really cool, the rivalry game um, being with everything on the line. But, uh, but yeah, man, Super 25. Super 25. So that, uh, that wraps it up for this week, and there was a lot of, a lot of moving parts. Obviously, we will be, we will be posting this uh, on the socials, so you'll be able to reference the list and uh, get a look at it. Uh, and you'll be able to see this week's featured photo, which I think is a pretty cool thing that we're doing with that. Uh, so be sure to tune into that. But other than that, like we said, quick episode today. We just wanted to run through the Super 25. Um, so from here, we will take you out. But again, uh, some housekeeping. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us it's on Instagram. It's all about the giveaway. And we are doing a giveaway. Good point. We're doing a giveaway. You go to our Twitter. You go look at it. And you'll have some instructions. It's going to tell you to quote tweet. It's going to have you retweet, tag a friend, uh, tag an Instagram post, comment, whatever it is. And boom, you're qualified to win a cold weather bats hat for free. It's simple, guys. A couple buttons, you might win a hat. And there's not a lot of competition right now, so I'd go do it. Yeah, honestly, it's like a we're trying to give away a dope hat, man. Like quote tweet the damn tweet and tell somebody to follow us. Let's go. Let's help each other here. Um Anyways, do that. You can do that on Twitter. You can do it on Instagram. Like, just kind of screenshot the tweet, post it in your story, say, follow at Cold Weather Bats, and bam, we'll, we'll enter you into the running. Um, I think we have two hats to give away. Is that right? Yes, two hats. Two hats. So, two the hats. Odds, so the we're going to pick good. two winners. Yeah, we're going to pick two winners. Right now, we have like four entries. So, um, the odds will be good if you want to jump in right now. And, and that's what we're trying to do with this is grow the social media brand, grow the listener base. And, and as a result of that, give away a couple hats. And then who knows after we get the next hat order in and, and we're selling out of those, we might do it again. Um, but yeah, just uh, that's what we're trying to do. Help us out. And maybe you can win a hat. With all that being said, 
We'll see you next week for a full-length episode with uh, Detroit Edison around the centerpiece of the show. Uh, Make sure you guys tweet us the final scores and keep us posted. Feel free to message us with any questions, and we will uh, will see you next week, guys. Before I send you guys home, I got to talk to you one more time about Great Lakes Bat Company. These guys know what they're doing. They know what they're doing when it comes to the materials, the bats, the uniforms, the batting gloves, the custom bats, whatever it is. But really what they know is how to communicate. They know customer service. They know realistic turnaround times. They don't lie to you folks. They get it to you when they get it to you and they know when that's going to be and they are very transparent about the process. But more times than not, you get your products even before then and it's awesome. I highly recommend Great Lakes Bat Company. Find them online at greatlakesbatco.com.